In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy who's just trying to run a small business is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. Having my baby You're a woman in love And I love what's going through Buddy, there you have it. The nearly perfect intro song for this special edition of IP Frequently. You got Paul Anka. It's not the 80s, but it doesn't matter because the sentiment is timeless. I think we did sing it in the 80s, Brad, at some point, certainly at the Hollywood Bowl um but yeah he is uh having my baby uh, i mean the lyrics are exceptional and it ties directly into what's going on in this world today and brad this is a supersized episode of the ip frequently podcast kyle bam bam gordy again and we'll talk more about this but apparently uh, a, a a cousin i think a second cousin to terry bam bam gordy of the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, is going to join us. And uh, in the uh, second segment, Brad, we're going to actually talk to one of uh, Kyle's paramours uh, or prospective clients. But we don't want to give too much away in this first segment before we introduce Kyle and his unique approach to small business. So let's do it. Special guest star Kyle Gordy is here with us. He is known as the, quote, world's most popular sperm donor. So these are exciting times. These are exciting times. I mean, you and I have, I, I don't believe, even had sperm donors in the top 10 on the show up until this point, and now we're springing right to number one. Kyle, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm uh, happy to make your uh, acquaintance and uh, tell my story. Well, we are excited to, to have you here. As you may know, our show um, is about translating some modern-day events for the small business and mid-sized business owners across the uh, the country. And your story came up a few weeks ago in sort of a grab bag segment and people gravitated towards it and wanted to learn more about what you do. And, and so, you know, Brad and I have done some research along with our intrepid producer, Jared, and we've found that, and, and tell me if any of this is wrong, but according to press reports, so far you've fathered 46 children to date. You've got another nine on the way, at least as of the date of the uh, article, which was in the uh, New York Post, um, you are known as the world's most popular sperm donor. I think you've never had an uh, unsatisfied client. You call them clients? Uh, yeah, or, or recipients. I mean, uh, really, whatever you have them. Also, it's uh, 47 now with another uh, nine to 10 on the way. Well, that's awesome. That brings you close to 60. And according to press reports, you use either artificial insemination or old fashioned coitus to get the job done. And you charge nothing for your services. Uh, yes, that would be correct. Well, that's that's pretty amazing. So let's see, we'll just dive right in on the, the last point, because, again, we we're bottom line business guys not charging anything for your services. How, how do you, do you have another day job or do they pay like a per diem or, or travel related expenses? Yeah. So uh, usually I try to get, you know, uh, some travel covered. Obviously that's not always the case. If I can get the travel costs covered, I'm pretty happy. But um, you know, obviously if I go to Europe and it's like, you know, $3,000, $2,000, $3,000, you know, no one's going to give me two to $3,000. So I, you know, I, I hopefully I can get like a little bit reimbursed. I just got back from Europe. So when I went there, um, I didn't really, I think someone gave me like 50 bucks or something like that. It was like 52 bucks, like 40 pounds when I went to Edinburgh. And then somebody, uh, somebody paid for my hotel for one night. And that was about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. But that's nice though. At least they're giving you, they're giving you something. How, how do you find your recipients so they do they come to you do you have a website uh yeah. do you have a uh, uh social media presence how, how do they come out and seek out your services so i have my website bepregnantnow.com yeah. 
I also have my um, Instagram, KyleGordy123. That's usually where most people contact me. And then I also have my, you know, other social media, you know, um, you know, my Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. Um, and then I also have a GoFundMe if people want to contribute to my, um, you know, travel cost. It's called The Price of Conception. Uh, I've only gotten $150 so far out of like 30000 but essentially it's just to help with travel costs uh, to lower the burden uh, on myself. So uh, if you want to, you know, if anyone wants to donate to the cause, you know, feel free to donate. It's called The Price of Conception on GoFundMe. Price of Conception on GoFundMe. And you're at $150 of a $30,000 goal? Yes. I don't think I'm ever going to hit the 30000 mark. Well, look, you have to start somewhere. What do, You must do something else for a living. Is that is that right? Yeah, I do some accounting work. That's that's good to know. We So we at our, and Brad and I run a small business and we've been through, Brad, what, about 10 accountants over the past decade? Yeah, it's not easy, buddy. It's not easy finding a good accountant. So Kyle, would you rate yourself, where would you rate yourself as an accountant versus a sperm donor? Are you better at one over the other? Uh, I would say I'm kind of a shitty accountant. Yeah, that, fair enough. You could, you could work for our sperm donor. You could work for our company. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I would say I would say I'm just like you know whatever accountant. I just do whatever. I mostly just do like bookkeeping and stuff, and you know a little bit of like some tax stuff. But you know, it's not nothing like special. Like I don't, you know, nothing, nothing fancy. Really, just the boring stuff. So. I, I don't take it very seriously. I just kind of, I kind of just screw around and work whenever I want. So can you, have you ever both done like at a, the same time, Kyle, can you donate and account simultaneously or do you need to, you know, keep some sort of wall between those two things? Yeah, I can. I, oh, yeah, I go. go to Europe and well, I don't bring my computer with me to Europe, but sometimes, you know, if I, if I, if I brought my computer with me to Europe, I could or wherever, but, um, yeah, typically I just, you know, do it. And then, but I mean, I guess the only counting I do for sperm donors, like I count the number of kids. So I guess, you know. Oh, there you go. Bottom line. Bottom line. Hey, you don't need a computer for that. Plus they have the oddly shaped plugs in Europe and that just gets confusing. So you yeah, probably yeah, best yeah. serve just keeping yeah. the number in your head. Yeah, pain in the ass to bring that. Our, our, uh, so Brad, one of our accountants once brought a computer to Mexico and that cost us dearly. But as far as I know, he, she was not doing any sperm donating, donating, right? There's no donation whatsoever. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of our previous accounts have been in that business, certainly not at Kyle's level. And so uh, we'd be taking a step up in that area for sure. Hey, Kyle, just a side note, you have the same last name of fabulous Freebird, Terry Gordy, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Is there any relation? Um. It's actually not my real name. It's actually, it's a, I have a very interesting story why I chose my fake name as Kyle, as my last name is Gordy. My real name is Kyle, but my last name, Gordy, um, it's very interesting. My dad was a lawyer and he had a dog bite. He was a personal injury attorney and he had a uh, dog bite case against, I think, Barry Gordy, from what he told me. And um, his client, I think, was Marvin Gaye's, Marvin Gaye's son, was it? It's something like that. Like it was Marvin Gaye's, I don't remember what it was, but essentially I just thought of it, Gordy would be an interesting name to get. And so I chose it because of that reason. And now that I think about it, I wish I kind of chose my last name as Glory. I thought Glory was a better last name. Probably be better fitting. I don't think, just to be clear, I don't think Terry Bam Bam Gordy's last name was Gordy either. So um, that's it. So have you ever, so, so you have, what's the percentage between artificial insemination or, you know, using the old fashioned method of conception. Is there, have you ever broken it down or done the math? Yeah, yeah I roughly maybe about 90% of the time it's in a cup and then the other 10% it's like naturally. Um, usually the women want to do it naturally when they do want to do it, they feel like it's going to be more effective or maybe they don't feel comfortable with, you know, like a syringe having a foreign object inside of them. Um, something like that, like they want it, or they want it to be more like they want to remember how the kid was born. Like they don't want to say, Oh, you were born through a cup. They want them to just be like, Oh, you were born, you know, naturally and stuff. And, and, and you want to know something crazy? Just before I forget, I had a, um, you're not going to believe it. I had a, um, 
Playboy playmate contacted me, wanted me to get her pregnant. Did you do it? Oh, no, dude, she would have gone on this show right now. We just spoke like an hour ago. If you want to go on um, the show earlier, I went on the radio show, but um, there wasn't enough time and I didn't know, but we're probably going to have her go on that radio show. She said, yeah, I'll go on it. Let me know. She would have went on this one, but I, I think there wasn't, I, I wasn't sure. I was like thinking about it, but I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if she's going to be able to do it if there's enough time. So I just kind of, kind of just did it myself. But pretty much her name is um, Sophia Deluxe. You can look her up. Um, 2019 Playboy Playmate, but we did video call by the way, so she is you know legit and everything. Um, and we're looking at doing IVF, so yeah, we're gonna do IVF, and she's a Playboy Playmate. So interesting story. Everyone go follow her if you want. Um, Sophia Deluxe, say Kyle Gordy sent uh, sent you. Well, buddy, there you go. So I mean, how often in your uh, line of work is your recipient? someone who's also in the public eye or is it typically you know sort of more private folks oh it's definitely private folks that was just weird and how do you typically meet your recipients they just contact you via social uh, media or on your website yeah. or yeah usually they'll email me on my website bepregnantnow.com or they'll contact me through my instagram kyle gordy one two three that's usually where most of them um Congregate. Yeah, usually yeah. how they get a hold of me. So, hey, Brad, uh, we should be we should go full disclosure here. We have um, a little bit, little bit of a different demographic in terms of our audience. So, you know, to the extent people want to reach out to to Kyle um, for his services, we we encourage you to do so. Um, both the live folks and the folks who listen on the podcast, Kyle, we have a lot of listeners in Europe, so it could uh, it could lead to Jared. Um, referring people your way. Now, if they fall into the 10%, right, as opposed to the 90%, meaning, you know, the traditional way men and women have conceived, do you have any criteria for that would somehow um, impact your performance? Do you have to talk with them? Does it have to be someone on the level of Sophia Deluxe? Or would you just offer that as part of your natural services to whomever came along? So... Sophia Deluxe, we're going to do IVF. We're not doing anything naturally. So, but no, they, they could just be whatever. You know, I actually did it naturally uh, yesterday with a couple, nice, nice young couple. And then, so are we talking, does it ever get complicated? Does it ever, do you ever develop feelings for any of your clients slash recipients? No, I think some of them kind of got into me a little bit, but it was never, uh, never, never goes anywhere. I think, you know, so, you know, well, I don't know. So no, the couple yesterday, um, they're going to come back in a few hours, maybe in two hours. They, they were, they were going to come on right now, but they, um, they're going to go to dinner they have something, um, arranged. So once they come back, we're going to do it again. And, uh, pretty much when we did it, we did it naturally, the, partner left the room and uh we did it it was always like a couple minutes uh, it's so weird because um there was like uh i don't know like you know how there's like connecting hotel rooms like there's a door in between the rooms like for yeah. family like we can get two rooms and then the door so that's how it was so you could hear the other people next door and and you know i i thought it was like the tv at first and i realized after it was like oh dude it's the neighbors and they they could hear us and uh, i could hear them so it's like there wasn't much privacy. And then I said, why don't you guys just come to my room? Because my their room was not great for this. Not at all. My room's quiet, big, nice, comfy room. And for some reason, my room was cheaper than their room, which was way worse. So um, they paid like $30, like $20 more a night for. There's, there's cost $20 more a night for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because they have two queen beds. But pretty much, um, yeah, like um, we're probably going to do in here today and so uh they both but yesterday it was only her there but this time both of the, her and the partner want to be together like i guess they want to do a threesome or something like they a said. thruple like a thruple yeah, have you heard yeah. of a thruple thruple yeah that's actually the term we said yesterday because they're actually want to they're actually open to like what they want to do is they want to be in a polyamorous relationship they want to like find someone they said oh yeah if we get us pregnant like we'd totally be like down for that like polyamorous relationship with you. And hey, I can Brad, do we, we've been we've been actually studying thruples, Brad. Um 
I think over the past couple of weeks, we've had a couple of uh, reports. And then we talked about that city out in California. Um, Brad, thoughts on this? Any any questions and follow up on the throuple thing? I mean, it seems interesting and it seems like a new way to meet people. Well, it sure does. I, I would think a man in your line of work, Kyle, would want to be careful about, you know, how many throuples you join, particularly if they might merge into, you know, some form of a quintuple, then you've got, you know, you've got real performance issues there. And so I would just choose wisely. I mean, after our research, my advice is just with the throuple business or the quadruple or the quintuple, you've got to choose wisely. And your security needs to be good too, right? I mean, you've got to make sure the security is on point. Yeah, yeah, no, we're we're, we're gonna um, we're still talking about, it, but pretty much, I, I wouldn't really call it. I don't know if I'd really call it a real polyamorous relationship because they said I can do whatever I want. Like, I don't have to change my life at all. So, I don't. I believe that, they refer to that as being poly polyamorous. Oh, maybe is okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'm just like confused. But because when I said, "Are you guys gonna like go with others?" and they said, "No, we just wanted like one guy for us," because like I'm like okay. But but the well, it would be with the wife because one of them's kind of uh, is a gender fluid uh, you know, person. So it would actually be me being with the wife that the one I was getting pregnant. The, this one uh, it would be more like a friendship or something um, or or something like that. But um, yeah, I would I would tread carefully there, Kyle. I mean, I obviously you know we just got to know each other. So I'm not trying to give you advice unsolicited, but I, I would, you know, once you get into the polyamorous gender fluid throuple arena, you know, there's a lot of potentially hidden minds in that. Yeah, no, probably. Yeah. I'll probably be careful, but you know, I think, I think it's, it's an interesting thought, but I don't know if it's realistic because they're actually pretty far from me. Cause right now I'm, I live in LA, Santa Monica okay. and it's been a, uh, Oh, dude, they live like on their uncle's ranch, I think they said. So they're like in the middle of nowhere. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to go to visit them in the middle of nowhere where I, from my, you know, nice place in Santa Monica, you know, I live yeah. in the, I live right near the beach and everything. You know, I live in a great area. So I'm not going to yeah. go out of my but, great area to, uh, you know, see them. So if they want to come see me and hang out, do a little family time, you know, that's fine with me. Uh, Sophia Deluxe is definitely wants me to be involved with the kid though. So, um, she, um, she, uh, is very, uh, she's like, yeah, I really like it that you're going to be involved. And it's funny, Sophia, when we were having a call, she said, women should be paying you for this because you're like more valuable than a sperm bank because you're willing to be involved in the kid's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's like, more valuable like you know like that's that's good and and sophia can get pregnant by anybody i mean you know you know what i mean like she could you know come on sure. you know anyway. here's, a, Kyle, here's a question are there any um legal issues that come up with um with the, with the kids families do you have them sign documents or anything to make sure that you're not on the hook for uh any type of um child care payments or any payments like that or how does that all work well um you know, in California, I could I could do something like that, like a contract for the couples. But typically in America and, you know, other places, I won't be able to unless I do it through a licensed clinic. So, so you're more you're more on the down low in terms of the, the legalities. In, in, if you if you one last question, fascinating to me, the, um, the what you're doing with um, the, the, the couple. Now, is there something you have to do? You mentioned Marvin Gaye. Is there something you have to do to get in the mood? Do you put on a, a Marvin Gaye record? Is there like cognac or a nice champagne, uh, uh, flowers or any of that? Or you just go right to the chase, cut to the quick? Well, well, the first time we did it, it was like I went to the bathroom and started like watching porn, right? And then the partner left. And so when she left, we just, you know, started doing it. And it was only like a few minutes, but like I had to stay inside of her for like 20 minutes until the wife came in because we had to put in this cup inside of her to keep the sperm from falling out. So, um, yeah, it's like there was no music. I think a little bit of porn and then went in there and did it. But today they want to do like a full threesome. I there she said talk to her wife and they feel comfortable with me and like me and stuff. And they just want to like, they want to like, because before it was just like strictly like quick, quick and everything like 
whatever. But today, I guess they wanted to be more like fun, like romantic, I guess. I, something like that. They said they would just, they want to like remember it, like it to be special or something. So I said, okay, if you want to do that, I could do that. So, um, yeah. 20 minutes is a long time, buddy. That's a high risk operation. Do you have to change positions there or you just try to hold as still as you can? Oh, 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 inside of her, you mean? Like, okay, yeah. So I, 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 okay, so I was inside of her for like 20 or so minutes and we were leaning off the bed because you should be vertical when you're done. And this is just for couples in general, you know, just good advice for getting pregnant. You should lean your wife or girlfriend, if you're trying to get pregnant or whatever, off the bed uh, while you stay inside of her in like a tilted position. Because um, the gravity will, you know, usually help the sperm a little bit and it's less leakage. And then, you know, when you pull out, you want to put in like a, a menstrual cup to stop the sperm from falling out usually. And you should also orgasm. She orgasmed after we did it. She had like a vibrator. We put her hips up on the uh, the dashboard, whatever this thing is called, uh, the bed spring or the backboard. I think the backboard of the bed. And then she put her legs up on the top of this and some pillows on her butt. And then she orgasmed. And then she, that's what he did. And so um, now we're going to do it again today. And then I'm probably going to go back tomorrow but although this other girl contacted me right near her and right near her another girl just contacted me yesterday she wants to get pregnant and her girlfriend doesn't know but i don't know if she's legit i said hey can you have a call you know you know you know i don't know who's a catfish or not so i say you're not gonna call me i'm I'm not gonna waste my time with you i'm not gonna i'm just gonna go back home so i told her get on the call prove you're legit and then come over in a few days when you ovulate she's claiming she's in her 20s and she's rich and yada 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 and i'm like well if you are then prove it so i because i don't want to waste my time you know if somebody you know you know is you know it could be it seems like it may be a catfish i don't know but is there anything you do to warm up kyle or cool down <laughs> i drink a lot of water that's probably my best uh, i have a i have a gallon of water with me actually i have a five you know it's crazy i brought a five gallon bottle no five liter so they don't have five liters here in america i can't find them but so i brought my five liter water bottle with me from america look at celtic spring that's from wales i brought it all the way from europe because i brought it on the plane and then i filled it back up and then came out here so i brought it all the that that bottle right there was all the way from europe um so i'm gonna get rid of it right now i'm not gonna bring with me of course because i got some new bottles but usually what i do is whenever i go somewhere like another place i bring that water bottle back with me um in case i go out again so i don't have to go to the store and then i just fill it up with water because i i like to you know because i go to the airport a lot and i don't want to have to stop by the store get water and then because i want to stay hydrated and you know stuff like that so I get a big bottles and then bring with me. And then, uh, that's what I do. I'm very, got a, I'm very tactical. I need to be strategic in my hydrating. Yeah. You know, it's odd, Brad. I can't get like a thimble of water on a plane these days. No, but uh, you know, as they say, buddy, amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics. Kyle has got his logistics lined up. He's got a five liter water bottle. A lot of water. Rails. He stays hydrated. He stays loose. These things are important. We don't want anyone, we're not necessarily recommending anyone pursue this on their own unless they are professional like Kyle is. But if you do, there are some basics that you need to make sure you're undertaking. And, and I think Kyle has explained them in uh, inadequate detail. So I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, just just real quick to let our listeners know um, where they can find you. Um, it, it's been great having you on. You've got your website, bepregnantnow.com. Instagram, Kyle Gordy, one, two, three, and you've got a GoFundMe that is uh, raised 150 bucks so far, the price of conception. Anything else you can tell our listeners about where they can learn more about you and your craft? Well, you know, I got my TikTok at Kyle Gordy, one, two, three. I got my Twitter and, you know, I got my Facebook, but the best way to really get contact in me and, and if you want to follow my journey is I usually post it usually on Instagram the most at Kyle Gordy, one, two, three. And then of course, if you are a couple looking to get pregnant, like you're, you know, let's say you're a married couple and you're struggling to get pregnant and, you know, don't, don't go waste your money at a fertility clinic. And, you know, they always give you this bullshit. They charge you thousand dollars. Just go to my website, bepregnant.com. I have a lot of tips and tricks to get pregnant. You know, what's worked for me, you know, what supplements to take, 
you know, what things to give up. Like, you know, you give up smoking, you should, you should eat organic, you should give up, um, you know, you know, drinking, whatever, you know, you know, you'll see on my website, you'll see a lot of good stuff there. Okay. Excellent. Well, Kyle, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing more about your journey down the road. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Kyle. All right. Bye. Well, Brad, that was quite a, uh, segment a disclaimer for the studio audience here and those listening at home a lot of interference in that uh, segment video games what appeared to be some barnyard animals some angry thruple participants and uh, a lot of uh, apparently uh, satisfied customers as well but a lot of uh, interference in the kyle gordy segment which brad has already gone down as the number two segment in the history of this program right behind our jfk assassination episode but i couldn't agree more the audio quality was not perhaps what you would expect it to be but these things happen in a high-risk operation such as mr gordy engages in and we will take whatever we can get to to have the the opportunity to interview him and and just kind of get to the bottom of the operation but again uh, you know mr gordy is driving with one hand on the wheel and these things happen and we'll be back to catch up with him somewhere down the road in one way or another, uh, Brad. But uh, first, uh, more about the show. You can learn more about us on our website, ipfrequently.com, and on our Instagram, Twitter, and the uh, Instaface at IP underscore frequently. Remember, when you uh, get us in the land of podcasts, rate, review, and recommend us to all your friends. And if you have any comments, concerns, questions other than those, Related to conception with Kyle Gordy, you can send them to Brad's attention at ipfrequently.com. Um, Brad, we're back here with uh, Kyle Gordy, and we're also joined by one of Kyle's clients now, Sophia Deluxe. Uh, Sophia, thank you so much for, for joining us, and Kyle, thanks for hanging on with us. Thanks for having us. Terrific. So in our first segment, uh, we went through... Uh, Kyle, sort of your uh, business model, your experience, and uh, now Sophia has joined us to talk a little bit more about the uh, the um, uh, experience that you both are going through. I, th- there were first a couple of questions I wanted to to just get to that we find very interesting because obviously our uh, listeners, a lot of our listeners, are small and mid sized business owners and and uh, and and folks who work at these enterprises and. And so they're they're fascinated by the the story. Um, one thing that you mentioned is that you don't charge your your clients, and and I'd like to hear both your perspectives on that. And in particular, sort of Kyle, how you sort of are able to continue to operate without without charging, and then and then Sophia, your thoughts on that pricing model as well. Sure, okay. of course. Great, sounds good. So, should I get started? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, I, I guess my reasoning for not charging is that I'm not, uh, you know, doing it for money. You know, obviously, you know, sperm banks are for profit, you know, all they care about is making money. And I feel like if I was charging, making profit, um, I feel like I would be kind of like, um, you know, kind of like the bad guy here when I'm not trying to be the bad guy. I'm trying to be like, oh, well, I'm not doing this for money. Uh, so if I was charging, you know, for profit, um, of course, some people do, a lot of people do cover my travel. For instance, uh, someone just paid 1100 yesterday to fly me out to Pittsburgh on the 14th to the 19th, uh, a couple. I was surprised they paid. Uh, unfortunately, it's quite a lot, um, you know, Putin doing that thing. So everything's uh, kind of more expensive. So, you know, I try to get at least uh, travel costs covered, but, you know, that's not always the case. But uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, I can't always afford the travel on my own dime. You know, sometimes maybe I'll, you know, like when I went to Europe, of course, I, you know, had to cover it myself. And, you know, so, um, yeah, but, you know, may, hopefully in the future, maybe uh, maybe I'll end up getting more cost reimbursement or something. So because it would definitely help a lot uh, to cover the travel because it's expensive, especially with inflation. Going, uh, so, Sophia, are you in the same city as Kyle, or are you? Uh, how how do you look at the the pricing issue here? Okay, so we're not in the same city right now, but we'll be pretty close, like in Malibu, for most of the summer. Um, you know, like I think it's you have to ignore 
the price, you know, like I think that Kyle's doing something so amazing for so many, you know, couples and single women that have tried so hard to have a child and they couldn't have, you know, and the fact that it's free, I mean, yeah, maybe there's something else coming, you know, like Kyle wants to be a father to many children and he wants to be identified as the father. So I feel like that's a benefit for him, you know, and um, it's just something that's going to keep growing and, you know, he's going to watch his children develop and that's, that's a huge reward. I mean, a lot of men are not interested in children, um, but to have a man that is interested in children is very refreshing. That's great. So, so, so Kyle, um, how, how, and Sophia, maybe how, how did you find Kyle? Kyle, how did you find Sophia? Is it social media? Is there advertising here? What, what steps did you take? Well, it was through social media and I just thought that Kyle was, I actually liked his openness, um, about, um, just, you know, having children and just wanting something and being really open about it. And I think most people's intentions are not open in life or they come with, um, you know, different motivations and different intentions. And I think it's just refreshing to have someone be forward with their intentions in life. Yeah, that's, I mean, so one of the things that strikes me is that the pricing model, I mean, obviously allowing people to pay what they can or if they want to, it is is refreshing, right? Because a lot of people that, that I know, I know Brad knows, go through the IVF process. It's tens of thousands of dollars. It's so it's, expensive. It's incredibly expensive. And it's sort of like a black box. You don't know um, who the other person really is. And in this case, it's refreshing that you get to know that person and, and that Kyle's going to be um, involved. Brad, Brad, what do you what do you think about that whole um, <clears throat> sort of divergence from the typical IVF process? Well, I think it's great. I mean, if Kyle can make it work, if he's got enough income that he can support himself and support his own travel, and hopefully the folks that are taking advantage of his services can help with that going forward. And, you know, I think one of the, the, the cool things about all of this is obviously it's all voluntary, right? I mean, you have to put in some effort to find Kyle. You obviously have to have some idea of what you want when you're out looking for Kyle. And so this is, as everyone, if you listen to the show for five minutes, you know, I hate social media, but this is one area in which it seems social media is is working for its intended purpose. Folks are able to find Kyle. Kyle's able to communicate with his prospective clients. And that kind of brings me, we've talked quite a bit over the last couple of segments about Kyle's motivation, why he's doing this, you know, kind of what he gets from it, what he likes to be able to offer to his clients. Sophia, I'm wondering for you, I, I don't know much, if anything, about you. I'm, I'm curious as to what you know, your motivations are, why you're, I mean, obviously you're, you're looking to get pregnant, but as, you know, have you lo- often thought about having children? Has it been a long-time desire for you? Are you married? I mean, how, how is this all working for you? What's, why are you and Kyle going to be uh, getting together? Um, so a lot of questions there, but um, let's say I've had um, a lot of unsuccessful relationships that I mixed with love and hoping that it would come out with a child and it didn't, you know, and that's okay, you know, and I just feel like at this point, um, just cutting the BS and, you know, so many times in relationships, you know, I've given men what they wanted and I never got what I wanted back, nor was I really asked what I wanted, you know, and, um, a child is definitely something I want. And I think it's so interesting that, you know, Kyle keeps in touch with all of his, um, you know, all the moms, you know, and he watches all the children progress, you know, and it's so interesting, um, to have such intimacy with all the people, you know, that have had problems having children in the past. I mean, it's kind of like a family, but it's, it's very different. Yeah. Very, you know, kind of extended, very diverse family. And so for you, Sophie, it's really, you're looking to be a mom. That's the the motivation for you. Okay. Very good. I mean, I think Kyle's great. And I think we both have very, um, open ideas about, uh, sex and marriage and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we have a lot in common. I think we have a, a really good connection. So, um, 
you know, hopefully it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, uh, a good situation. Hey, Kyle, one other question. So um, in terms of, I mean, I think it's great that you stay in touch with um, the, the, the mothers and, the, and, the, and keep track of the children. But at some point with, with I think it's 55 or 57 um, that are either uh, born or, or, or near birth, um, that, that's a lot of work. I mean, how, how, do you, how do you do, how do you keep track of all of that do you use a, is it is there a computer is there a crm yeah. software yeah. package you use or how do you do that yeah so i pretty much have a list and so what happens is when somebody is around 12 weeks pregnant i'll add them to my list and i'll usually state their location their contact information and that they're pregnant i'll be like um ashley fresno pregnant or serena uh chicago uh pregnant and then list her contact information. Then when she gives birth, I change it to like, instead of pregnant, I put like one kid or something. Or if they have two kids with me, I put two kids. Um, so I have a system and I also have like a little uh, group chat with all the moms. So we all, you know, all the moms know each other and we change exchange pictures and stuff like that. And they keep me updated. Um, of course I, I've, I've met some of the, I've met like nine of the kids, um, so it's uh, it's a good system. It's not it's it's more like an emotional, uh, interpersonal uh, system. It's not like cold and clinical. If I was to go to a clinic, you know, I I pretty much never know. I'd never get to keep in contact with the moms, and it kind of be kind of. Uh, it wouldn't be a great situation. I feel like I feel like I'd never see like how the kids are doing and stuff. But now, you know, I really get to see how the kids are doing. So it's uh, it's really nice. Do you ever get any um, uh, input into naming any of the children? Uh, yeah, some of the moms ask me, but they never really, um, you know, go through. Like some of the kids, they'll be like, um, I say, Kyle, are we going to name the kid Kyle? Uh, my one mom uh, from Ukraine, um, she's not in Ukraine right now. I think I, I think I told you guys she's not in Ukraine right now, but um I asked her if she should name the kid Kyle. Then she, I think she ended up naming the kid like David. So, um, yeah. Great I, name. Great name. Yeah, I thought she was going to name the kid. She wanted an Ameri American name. Um, and then she was going to give the kid my last name, but she said something about, you know, she if she leaves the country, she cannot, uh, I'd have to sign off on it. But she said in the future, she may want to get that because her last name's kind of complicated. And she's like, she's trying to find a good last name. I'm like, oh, you could just use my last name if you want. That's fine. So she may just, great. Name, so. So, so talk us through the process a little bit. So Sophia, you met, you met Kyle on social media. Y'all had a conversation. You became comfortable with one another, decided to take the next steps. It, it, was, it was Instagram, by the way, by the way, it was, uh, she contacted me on her, on her uh, Instagram, Sophia Deluxe. Um, so that's how she got a hold of me. And so, you know, we, that's how we pretty much got it, but yeah. Got it. And, and then, so the next step is you, you, you meet, you see if there's, um, a mutual desire to go forward with, uh, with the, um, with the process here and with, with starting to talk about, um, getting Sophia pregnant. And then what, what, what is the next step? I know we talked briefly about whether there's any paperwork, whether there's a contract or whether there's some sort of a shrink wrap email that goes back and forth or anything like that. Is, is there any paperwork or do you just go to the next stage of planning the, the pregnancy? Her or me? Either one of you. Um, well, we're not gonna, um, sign any, you know, paperwork. Usually, you know, I can't really do it for a, a single woman, but usually let's say, cause we're, we're, to, we're discussing about doing IVF. I would have, uh, you know, if you, you're, you're in a clinic anyway, there's automatic protection there. If you go through a, uh, you know, if I'm going, you know, cause clinics and sperm banks, you know, it's the same thing. It's considered, um, like going through a sperm bank, essentially, if I go through a clinic. So if I did IVF anyways, it's essentially, um, the, it would be like using, going through a sperm bank. But um, I know, like, we talked a lot about it. Like me, I think, I think, I think we talked a bit about like me being involved in stuff and like us hanging out with the kids born and stuff. Um, and we're also discussing, you know, possibly going through IVF. You know, um, we haven't had much detail yet about it, but probably within the next month or two, you know, we'll be discussing more details or about where we're going to do IVF. You know, I know 
Athens, Greece is really good for IBF and it's really cheap over there. So that'd be a fun little uh, story to do IVF. But uh, as of right now, you know, like I said, there's not, not like a contract or anything like that, but I, I don't think we're going to do a contract. I mean, especially if, you know, if I was to be involved uh, in, in some way, I don't think we there would be any form of contract. Got it. And then, and then when you do, you, so you all have decided to go the IVF route or would you go the more, you know, the traditional biblical route in terms of, of the <laughs> pregnancy or have you figured that out yet? Okay. So I'll, I'll talk on that one. So for me personally, um, for the pregnancy, the reason why I would want IVF is because I would like to try for twins. Um, I feel that I, my, you know, my body can, I'd prefer to have one pregnancy and recover from it rather than two. Got it. And that, and that does increase the risk profile a little bit of the pregnancy, but you're able to have and I have two kids at once. That's a lot of, that's a lot of work though. And Brad, you know what? It's okay. That. It's all at once, but at least your body is not going through the tra trauma twice. And you know, there's no twins in my family or Kyle's. So um, there would be no chance to naturally have twins. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, good. So um so the next step is you go through the process and babies are born. Now, will Kyle, will you, or Sophia, would you want Kyle to participate in the pregnancy in terms of, uh, I don't know, a pregnancy coach or Lamaze classes or uh, being in the birthing room or would that, would that, you know, happen? I think Kyle's a natural father and in whatever capacity he is able to participate. Um, of course it would be more than welcome. Um, I mean, it, it's, Kyle's full-time job. He is um, a father to many. So Kyle, is there ever an, an issue where you have one of your past clients and you mentioned this, the, the, you have the, the sort of group text going where one of your past clients, there, there's some sort of um, uh, feelings that develop or, or, you know, the fact that, you know, Sophia's coming on board or a new client's coming on board, they get somewhat protective or it, does that ever happen? And are there ever any incidents between some of your, uh, uh, clients? Um, it's, there, there has in the past, like I know some people, so a lot of my moms like know each other, like personally, especially when I first started out, cause a lot of them were, um, pretty much just in the LA area and they were all friends of each other's essentially like, you know, I first got, you know, my first person pregnant and then they recommended me to somebody. And then, you know, they, they it was out through my LGBT community. So a lot of the moms knew each other through friends or acquaintances or whatever. And so there was a little bit of uh, like, I remember one of my, um, two of my moms were going to a baby shower and one of the moms didn't want to meet because I guess they're both pregnant at the time or no, one of them had a kid that was like one and then the other girl was pregnant. And then she was telling me, oh, I'm going to meet uh, one of your other moms. I'm like, who? I was like, oh, this one. And then the other mom found out and she was, they were not okay meeting, I guess, for some reason. So, um, cause it was like a, a mutual friend, I guess it was, um, that cousin was one of the friends. And so they did not like meeting for anything. They're like, oh, you know, we, we don't want this. We don't want to meet any of the other moms or whatever. So it was kind of, uh, kind of a situation. And there, there's been like other little things here and there, but that was kind of the most major one. They just, she just didn't want like any, uh, most of the moms though, do want to like see the other kids and have play dates and they get along very well. It's just this, you know, there's been just a couple of small situations like that, but for the most part, they all get along real cool and they all want to like have play dates and see each other. Um, I know, you know, my Ukraine mom's been trying to come out here to see me um, I, I keep holding off on it though. So, cause she wanted to take some family photos of me and, uh, um, our new kid. So she's like, Oh yeah, just want to take some photos. So, but for the most part, it, they've been happy and, and chipper for, but it's a very, very small brief occasions. So you, that, that's interesting. So you mentioned the Ukraine and you mentioned earlier, the impact of the <clears throat> war over in Ukraine on, on, you know, airline prices and all that has the, the, the war impacted your business in any other ways? Um, so prices definitely, um, I did have a recently, a woman from Moscow, Russia contact me. 
Um, so we were talking about, oh, I'll go to Moscow, but I wasn't sure if I can get a visa to go there. You know, I don't think Putin's going to let me into Russia. So I said, um, she said she can go anywhere. Uh, I think Greece or Italy, as I think about going to Rome. So, um, she's a neurologist and, um, but she also wants to move to, uh, America. So we were talking about me going, you know, maybe she was going to fly me to Rome and meet me to Rome or something. Um, but I haven't spoke to her for a bit. So, um, yeah, it has it has kind of affected us in prices wise. Um, and and the Ukraine mom, the inter- I, don't, I forgot if I said this, but the day she gave birth was the day that Putin went to war with Ukraine. She gave birth on the 23rd at night, but that was the 24th in the morning in Ukraine time. So, but she she was living in uh, Miami at the time, but she goes back to Ukraine a lot. And we were talking like a few days before, you know, she was going to go back to Ukraine, maybe the you know, obviously not now, but because, you know, the war, but she was going to go back to Ukraine for the, our kid to meet her family and stuff. So I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't asked her about like, I don't want to get in, in um, like ask her about it because I've been worried about like, you know, maybe she doesn't want to talk about it. So I've never actually like asked her about this whole like Ukraine thing. Like I've been kind of worried. I just don't want to like ruin our relationship. So I try to just, I just talk about her kid and stuff and like, how is he doing and stuff like that. So well, Kyle, that, I, I mean, all of that sounds great. I mean, it sounds like you've set up a good system there. It sounds like you've got communi- good communications. It sounds like for the most part, um, you know, there's no bad blood. H- how do you see this playing out into the future, right? I mean, is this something that you want to do for years to come until, you know, you just you can't make it happen anymore? Or is this something that you've put a time frame on and you've said, I'm going to do it to this point in my life and then I'm going to pursue other interests? I mean, obviously you'll continue to be involved with your yeah. children, but the, yeah, the idea of being a, you know, sort of DIY sperm donor. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, like right now I usually travel more. I don't really help a lot of people locally anymore. Cause like I said, I'm going to be going to Pittsburgh. I maybe be going to DC tomorrow. Um, I'm talking to somebody near New York. She's a, she's a criminal attorney uh, near New York city. So we're supposed to have a video call around 2 PM. Um, so I mostly travel now. I'm more interested in traveling than I am in like, you know, donating locally and stuff in, in LA. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, so now I'm kind of like more interested in traveling. And then if I travel somewhere I want to see, I donate at the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe I'll eventually get bored, you know, maybe in like 10 years or something, but as of right now, I don't have any intentions of stopping. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying like maybe eventually I'll get bored or, or I'll really slow down when I get a bit older. I know when you hit like, you know, they say when you hit 50, you know, there is more of a higher risk of, you know, problems for a child of older fathers. So, you know, that, that's something to consider when I hit like 50 or something, um, when I'm in my 50s. So I'll, uh, I'm going to take it, but right now I'm, you know, I don't have to worry about that. So I went to hit 50 or whatever, or maybe even my forties, I may consider like, you know, really slowing it down or something. So, um, but right now, you know, I'm fine. I'm healthy. Um, the kids are doing great. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just undetermined right now. So we're just going to play it by ear to see what happens. Yeah, sounds great. I mean, both David and I are in our 50s, so you don't have to worry about competition from us. You can you know, feel free to travel yeah. anywhere you'd like to. Hey, let me yeah. ask you about that. So is there, I mean, I, and obviously with, with, with men and women, one of the things we do is, you know, we'll take, we'll take calls sometimes on the radio show and, and uh, talk to people about whatever strikes their fancy. And sometimes, I mean, Brad's even been known to dole out relationship advice, believe it or not which is interesting. Sometimes it's somewhat harsh, but if um, so, Kyle, if you ever find someone that you want to settle down with, or uh, Sophia, if you, if you in the interim find someone you want to have kids with, will that somehow change this process? Are you two committed to going forward with this process? And then uh, on this, on a side note, is there a chance, I mean, you two sound like you've got great chemistry between you. Is there a chance that you two could settle down together at some point? Um, well, I'll answer it first. So I feel like 100% and I feel like my openness, you know, and having had worked in the adult industry, uh, and made lots of films, you know, we have a lot of sexual openness and I don't think Kyle would find that with another woman, you know, I, I, I'm just, I mean, possibly yes, but I feel like in that way, we are very ideal for each other. 
Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think, I think that's a good point. I think that it is definitely difficult to find a woman that is, um, interested in me, but I'm definitely, um, um, I'm definitely a hundred percent on board with having the baby. So the IVF thing, like, even if for some reason, um, I did end up getting into a relationship, I don't think I will maybe, maybe not, but most more than likely, no. Um, I would still, um, have a baby with Sophia for sure. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent committed. So that's to awesome. One more thing too. I think too, like the way I think some people would stigmatize Kyle, I would get stigmatized too for having had been in the adult industry. So I just think, you know, we've both fought a lot of biases and we both have a very strong character in who we are. And we are, you know, we don't have regrets in life and we're very strong in our personalities that way. Yeah, that's no, ter- that's I, terrific. That's terrific. I mean, it's, it's important to be true to yourself. And, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what other people think or, or how they treat you as long as you feel comfortable. With right. Yourself. Or they feel sorry for us or they think, you know, I, I really don't care. You know, we've done really well for ourselves and I feel that we're doing a wonderful thing for a lot of people. No, this is honest. I think she's doing good. I think, uh, yeah, like with the relationship thing, I think, I think, uh, like, obviously, I can't predict the future. Who knows? Maybe me and Sophie, so me and Sophia would end up uh, in a relationship, you know, together. Obviously, I can't predict the future, but who knows? Something, something could happen, or at least at minimum, I think that would happen is like we'd be like really, really, really uh, close friends. I'd, I'd, I'd actually would consider more than a friend. Like, if we had a kid together doing IVF and we're like seeing each other. We're in a, and I'm involved with the kid and stuff. I wouldn't consider us more like family. Like I wouldn't right. consider, I'd consider us more than friends. I'd be like, we're family. First thing, the kids and we're hanging out and doing like family days and stuff. I mean, I would, I would say we're, you know, we're family then at that point. So, um, cause Absolutely. a lot of the other moms, a lot of the other moms I consider family. Like I just like, they consider me family. Like they don't say, Oh, you're like, like, and one of my moms up North, she's in, um, because she really loves it that I'm willing to be involved with the kid. I met the kid before and the kid was premature and I was always there for her. You know, I just talked how the kid's doing. Like she considers me family. Like she like pretty much tells her friends, like, like I'm more than like a friend there. Like I'm like family to a lot of the women. So I think that's the biggest difference between me and, you know, a bank. Like there's definitely more of an emotional connection. Of course, if somebody just wanted to get pregnant by me and then they disappear after I've had that, of course, uh, but now these days, I typically take priority for women that are willing to stay in contact with me because I think it's in the best interest of the child. Because um, donor conceived child children, if you know, um, I don't know if I said this before, but they want to know their. It's called genetic identity, and one of my moms is really into this. Uh, they want to know their father, where they've came from, their their side, and a lot of times at um, sperm banks. Um, when you go into a sperm bank, essentially, uh, at least in America, it's very anonymous for the most part. Like the guys never want anything to do with the children. And in that respect, it has a huge effect on the child because they feel like they're abandoned and they're hurt. But with me, I'm always there for the kids and always willing to me. I will always be there for the kids no matter what. I Even if I had a relationship and a girl was against it, I wouldn't, I would rather choose my kids and rather be there for them and be open to meeting them instead of having a relationship with someone that wouldn't accept that because I know it's not right just to abandon the kids and say, Oh, I don't want to see you. Cause I know it's not right. I know it's going to have a bad effect on them because I, I feel obligated to do it. If I'm having these children, I'm obligated to see the children be involved or if they want or whatever, answer any questions they may have because you know, it's the right thing to do. You know, I, I don't want, I want to be the make, do the responsible thing instead of just, Hey, you know, just give out my sperm and then disappear forever. And then he, you don't even have an option of ever talking with me again. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's, that's, that, that I, I think that attitude is refreshing. One, one thing I, that, that strikes me though, I mean, we're obviously maybe at the tail end of the, 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 certainly the biggest pandemic of, of this century. How did the COVID pandemic impact your work, Kyle? <clears throat> well, this is this is what I heard. I heard what happened was a lot of sperm banks 
Um, so when 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 the COVID started, a lot of sperm banks closed down for six months, um, something like that, like California Crowd Bank, because they thought, oh, this is such a bad thing that's happening and people are worried. So nobody really wanted to use a sperm bank at the time. Um, and so um, a lot of lesbians in, in L.A. in particular, I knew, couldn't use a sperm bank. They, they had the money to use a bank, but the banks were closed for six months. So at that time, I did have a lot of more women contact me, um, even though they wanted to go to the bank, they couldn't use the bank because for six months period, it was closed. And then after that, um, it just was really hard to um, because usually they, they weren't able to build up their storage for a while. So it was really uh, it impacted from what I understand, it did impact the sperm bank industry slightly. So I did have more women contact me. Of course, you know, obviously I've had over a thousand women contact me in my life. I've been doing this for over eight years. So obviously I've only ever donated to a small fraction of them. I mean, obviously if 10 women contact me a month, I'm not going to help 10 women a month. I mean, I'm probably going to donate to maybe, you know, two of them if I'm lucky, you know? Um, so how do you pick, like, how do you pick? So if 10 women contact you a month, is there criteria you use? Like, how did you and Sophia come together and maybe the other nine that contacted you this month or dozen or so you weren't able to get together with? How, how does that, how does that work? Oh, it was way more than 10 this month. I mean, yeah. it was like 200 in the past month or wow. something, but, um, you know, obviously I'm not going to help all of them. Um, you know, it just depends on my availability. Um, it's like, it's based on availability. Um, what's the chances of success? Like if I think, you know, obviously if the chance of success is like almost impossible, you know, there's no point in me, you know, going forward with it. Um, it also depends on your location. Like, you know, usually if you're in the middle of nowhere, I'm probably not going to travel to you. Um, but if you're like in a major city that I'd like to travel, for instance, this couple contact me, uh, they're in Belgium and they were going to fly me to maybe Paris to end of the month, you know, and I've always wanted to see Paris. So I'm, nice. I'm definitely going to Paris to help them out if, if we do end up doing it. And then I'm also going to go to Pittsburgh, you know, you know, we've been talking for a while, you know, uh, I think she has a good chance of getting pregnant. She has one daughter and they paid the whole trip for me. So that's, you know, it's, it's, it's based on a situation by situation. Usually if I'm free at the time and I'm not doing anything, I'll just donate to whoever is available. But let's say if there's, you know, conflicting ovulation dates or whatever, then typically I will go for the one. I think that I, you know, typically we get along the most or typically there's a higher, maybe there's a higher chance. I feel like there's a much more higher chance they're going to get pregnant or be a good mom or they're financially stable. It's really situational. It's based on multiple factors. I don't, I don't have like a exact like where it says, okay, God has to be this, has to be this. And then this, this, whatever. It's just really situational for, for me. When did you two meet? How long have you two known each other? Um, I don't remember a week or so. Was oh, it wow. That, 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 okay. That's, it's Maybe. great that you have that type of chemistry this quickly. That's, that's terrific. I, I, you know, I think a week, I think one week. It's a bit longer than that, but you know, with the thing, the thing with Kyle, that's really refreshing. It's like, he just cuts the BS and you're able to have an open and honest conversation. Whereas in the dating world, you know, people say, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I want kids or, I haven't decided or let's see where this goes. And, you know, I am in my later 30s and I just feel like I wasted 20 years dating people that wasted my time. Absolutely. You know, so with Kyle, it's actually really refreshing what you're getting. And I can see why women are going gaga over him. Uh, Kyle, where can uh, folks get in touch with you and learn more about uh, about what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I have a lot more media stuff coming up on the future. Next week, I'm going to be going on Australian TV on Monday and I have a bunch of articles I'm going to be doing in the future. Uh, it looks like, um, so, you know, that's a lot of, uh, stuff right there. So if you're, if I'm the one to sponsor, I'm somebody you want to sponsor, but yeah, if you want to contact me about any, uh, sponsorships or anything, you can contact me through my website, bepregnantnow.com. I list my email there. Or better yet, you can contact me through my Instagram, KyleGordy123. Um, I list my email there as well. And the links will be in the description below somewhere. Um, and then, uh, yeah. 
So please, if you're interested in contacting me and making something happen for a sponsorship, I'm more than happy to do it. Um, and then I think we should let Sophia, you know, she should go, if she wants a sponsorship, go, she can say her piece. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah if yeah. you guys are looking to make some babies and, you know, you want to watch some horny videos, you guys are welcome to watch my videos. Um, Sophia Deluxe, my Instagram is at Sophia Deluxe 11 and, you know, lots of videos online of me. And uh, hopefully I save a couple of marriages while we're at it, you know. Certainly uh, all those out there who are looking to uh, get involved in one or both of these uh, businesses, let us know. Feel free to reach out. And uh, uh, Sophia, uh, Kyle, we really appreciate you being on. Is <clears throat> what we do with all of our guests is we, we have several sponsors uh, and our guests receive a gift certificate to Dominic's Italian restaurant it's been in the same family and location since 1949 again thank you both for joining us and uh, enjoy the uh the uh italian uh, italian food oh, thank, thank you, you so much well there you have it a special edition of ip frequently i know everyone's enjoyed it i know i have i know david you have i mean it's not often that you get to speak with folks who are planning a pregnancy in the way that sophia and kyle are we certainly wish them the very best of luck and we'll see you back here next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome. <laughs>